0: Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures and dungeons. I'm Nova, also known as Idle Cartoolery, and I'm reading through Dungeon Magazine one module at a time. I'll summarise that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things about it that could be used at the table or impact your own homebrew design. Today I'm going to talk about The Keep at Coral Gash by Robert B. Giacomozzi and Jonathan H. Simmons in issue number 2, November 1986. Keep at Coral Gash is a big 54-room dungeon crawl for first-level characters. It's a deadly one, but fairly vanilla in theme, so I'd bring some flavour with me if I could, and I would probably prefer to run it in Dungeon Crawl Classics or Errant rather than Can or OSE. What can we take back to our table from the Keep at Coral Gesh, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? 1. Why the preface The preface to the dungeon is three pages long. Huge and bizarre to me. Well, yes, some suggestions as to why you might want to delve into this dungeon are always helpful, the huge amount of history and rumour here could be folded into a much shorter rumour table or a list of straight-up hooks, and the legend itself could be minimised and delivered in chunks throughout the dungeon. It's nice that there are characters to lure you into the dungeon, but they're not particularly interesting characters, and the purpose of one is to give you a riddle that helps you enter the dungeon, which is not the part of the dungeon I'd wish to gatekeep. While the conceit is that it only opens one day each year, and that's a lovely conceit reminiscent of The Hobbit, of course, but it's undermined by the fact that on the next page it states that the monsters are entering via the ocean entrance, on which on the map doesn't appear to exist. Number 2. The Legend of Coral Gash This legend sets up the story of the dungeon and takes most of a page to do so. I like this legend, but this is not the way to provide it. It seems to expect the referee to deliver this information piecemeal between the two NPCs that are detailed, but it provides it as a prose story. I honestly feel it would be more compelling to me if it was read aloud, but it's a bit too long. It would be more compelling to me if it was delivered through the dungeon in pieces but it's also revealing keys and hooks inside the dungeon. I suspect that if I ran it, I'd just give the players it as a handout, as players love handouts, and they could niddle with it as much as they'd like, figuring out the riddles hidden inside. 3. The Rumour Table. Similarly, I think the Rumour Table is misguided. I love a good Rumour Table, but this one at 20 rumours feels like the authors were stretching to fill a D20 with rumours arbitrarily. There are a bunch of false rumours that are all complete red herrings, which I'm not a fan of at all. Red herrings should still lead you to relevant or interesting situations in my opinion, rather than send the players off in directions completely at a tangent to where you want them to go. I'd have rather half the number of rumours and left out the false ones. I like the inclination here to have the rumours refer to the interior of the dungeon as warning for what is to come. But if none go in or out of the dungeon, how is it that these rumours exist at all? I think that when writing rumour tables and using them, we should try to make them about the people speaking the rumours and what it says about those people. And if we want to give information about inaccessible places, we should put them in places where it makes sense to put them. Number four, deadly and magic item heavy. This dungeon is full of magic items. You can find a trove even before you enter the dungeon, and it's immediately deadly to level one characters it's designed for. I really like this. Despite being difficult, it also immediately sets up interaction and faction play with personalities described and faction goals in the first few rooms. I love a dungeon that is dangerous but provides the tools for survival, and this is set up as an expectation very early here the problem is that while the danger and magic continues to be developed as a theme the faction play is not and deeper levels are less amenable to faction play leaning towards arbitrary tournament style dungeon challenges instead 5 quick travelling there's an elevator in the first room concealed by a secret door and if you find it and the marbles that guide it which are hidden in the dungeon you can unlock quick travel to each floor of the dungeon. I love quick travel in dungeons, and while there is something to be said for retracing your steps through the lower levels, becoming a different experience as you level up, I think there's a lot of fun to be had in making quick travel easy like this. I prefer, however, when it's less blatant. Subtle jacazing with secret doors and exploitable walls are more interesting to me than magical elevators. 6. Internal Consistency My main problem with the tournament-style dungeon that the Keep of Coralgesh became by the end of itself is that it doesn't feel consistent. I don't understand why there are orcs on the first level or bandits on the second. I don't understand where the tyrannibus comes from. And while I can surmise things from the text, I'd love for the incursions of monsters into the dungeon from the outside to be text instead of subtext. Have the orc incursion visibly affect level 1, the fishy incursion visibly affect level 3, the demonic magic that drove the course visibly affect level 4. These are changes that, of course, I could implement myself, but the module would be far more engaging if I didn't have to think about these things myself at all. That's the Keep It Coralgesh in a nutshell. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, BlueSky and Mastodon at IdleCartillery, and I write reviews and blog at PlayfulVoid.Game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my Ko-Fi at ko fee forward slash You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members get free copies of Dungeons Regularly, my zine of blank dungeon maps with tables and lists to help you populate them. They are prioritised for their questions to be included in the Dungeon Regular mailbag episodes, can make suggestions for future bathtub reviews, and get to see bathtub reviews a week in advance on my Ko-fi before they go public. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo on the Free Music Archive, used under a Creative Commons licence. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Regular.